Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. I think that Tyreek Hill is absolutely insane for deciding that he wants the guy who threw a beer on him to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And I think it's insane for this reason. Tyreek Hill is not without sin himself. This is crazy to me. I don't know who's advising him. But here's what happened to Tyreek Hill. In uh, the end of 2014, Tyreek Hill was arrested for assaulting his pregnant girlfriend. The police report states that his girlfriend said that the two got into an argument. He threw her around like a rag doll, punched her in the face, set on her, repeatedly punched her in the stomach where she was pregnant, and choked her. Oklahoma State dismissed him from the football team. He eventually pled guilty to domestic assault and battery by strangulation and was sentenced to three years of probation, an anger management course, a year-long batterer's program, and was required to undergo a domestic abuse evaluation. Uh, His girlfriend eventually gave birth to a boy, uh, and in September, they got engaged. All right, so I don't know what's going on in his personal life now. But if you got off with probation for beating and strangling your girlfriend, would you really want to argue that the guy who threw a beer on you deserves the punishment to the full extent of the law? All right, let me back up for one one second, because when I was looking into this story, I saw something very odd about it, and that was that after the game, Tyreek Hill was asked about it. And he said, hey, I talked to Andy Reid after the play. Here's the quote, according to Boston.com. My coach told me, don't get emotional, don't get mad about it, because it comes with the territory. And then he said, I'm not mad at all. And then the (laughs) next day, on ESPN, Drew Rosenhaus 
tells Adam Schefter that type of behavior is unacceptable. Players have to be protected. This is a safety issue. Quote, we want that fan to be prosecuted, unquote. So there's a disconnect here. Something happened between Sunday and Monday to where Drew Rosenhaus came out and said basically the opposite because Tyreek Hill said kind of what I would have said if I were Tyreek Hill, which is, yeah, I'm not really mad. Like, okay, it comes with the territory. We're in a hostile environment. This was Tyreek Hill catching a pass, getting to the end zone, getting within an extra point of a tie score with three minutes left in the fourth quarter in a gigantic football game in front of a national audience. And he took some middle fingers, he took the double birds, and he takes a flying beverage to the face as he goes out of the back of the end zone. He says, I'm not mad at all Sunday night. And then on Monday, Drew Rosenhaus tells ESPN, we want that fan to be prosecuted. And if you read into the story, he's pursuing legal options with the union and all of these things. Now, ultimately, Tyreek Hill can tell his agent to shut up. So he may still be talking on Tyreek Hill's behalf. But I'm trying to figure out, Maybe I'm overreacting here, but I'm trying to figure out what happened between Sunday and Monday that changed Tyreek Hill's mood and attitude about this. Usually your agent says things that you can't say yourself. So it could be that Tyreek Hill is trying to avoid provoking Andy Reid's ire. But to me, this is where the agent has to tell the player, look, dude, this is a bad look for you. And look, I'm not saying that there's anything that the guy who threw the beer did not behave in, a, uh, in, in an inappropriate fashion. And I am fine with, I think the, the Patriots sent a letter saying that his behavior was inappropriate and they were looking into it and that he was disinvited from future games or something like that. It's All of that is fine. Yeah, I think they said disinvited, which is which is even funnier. Like, if, if I'm not mistaken, somebody can pull up that letter and you guys can talk oh, I about got it now. Yeah, I've two. got it. Yeah, letter of disinvite to all future events <laughs> at Gillette Stadium. A letter of disinvite. I love that concept. Like, you can just tell somebody, hey, you know what? We disinvite you from everything for the future. Um, so uh, I, it's the exact opposite of like an invitation. I I, I don't know a disinvitation. Uh, but I, I love it. sounds very British. Since I'm in London, that sounds like something they would do uh, in Britain is disinvite you from things. But to me, if you are Tyreek Hill and you have a scintilla of self-awareness, or even better, if you have anybody that surrounds you that has a scintilla of self-awareness, you cannot insist that the guy who threw a beer at you be punished to the fullest extent of the law while you got three years of probation for beating and strangling your pregnant girlfriend. Like, I'm not saying the guy who threw the beer is in the right. I'm not saying that he didn't do anything wrong. I'm saying that maybe if you're Tyree Kill, you don't want to be the guy who's saying, you know what, if somebody misbehaves, they need to be punished to the fullest extent of the law, when if what you did was on video, you would never have been allowed to play in the NFL. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. We can discuss the situation as a isolated situation and not really discuss what Tyreek Hill did in the past. We know what he did in the past. It's not acceptable. Um, I think that Clay is right, though. If there was a video of it, he probably wouldn't be playing in the NFL, which, um, you know, I mean, I think we need to take that more seriously. And we've talked about this, me and you, Jason, at length about the way the NFL handles uh, some of these situations and the way they handle domestic violence. I don't think they handle it in a way that, that, that is uh, fully appropriate. They have a rule put in yeah. place. I know this happened before he was in, in the NFL. But we can separate 
that horrific incident, which we know is 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 that way, and this incident, right? They're, they're two separate things. Like we don't we, we can say that it was it's stupid in my opinion. Uh, stupid might be the wrong word, but it's not smart of him to try to press charges. Because it's just not. Like, there's no reason to press charges. Guys get beer. Look, I've been in games where dudes have gotten beer poured on them. Should it be allowed? Of course not. Should the fans be banned? Yes, they should. But should you press charges on that? Like, what's the assault by deadly liquid? Like, what? Like, what's the charge going to be? Um, disorderly, like, disorderly conduct? Like, what's the charge? What are you charging him for? What crime did he commit to where you're charging this guy? So, the, the, the Red Sox, the Red Sox, the Patriots, have uninvited him, um, which is a weird thing to say. They just said they banned him from the stadium, which I, I guess if they have facial recognition software, they can do that. Otherwise, I don't know how you, you ban a guy from the stadium. But no, he should not press charges. He should, like he said, he's not upset about it. I, I saw Jamal Charles get showered with beer five times in Oakland one game, and he scored five touchdowns. Um, they, poured, they threw beer at him every single time. Should not He should not press charges. Um and the fans should never come back again. We can say that, and we can also leave the other stuff out of it because that has, that has nothing. That has nothing to do with the situation whatsoever. Yeah, see, that was one thing that that I really didn't have. We didn't have that much time to talk about it there in the first hour. Is that these two things can can be true? It can be true that what Tyree Kill did was heinous, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that he can't have something done to him that would enable him to press charges later. My issue is that you don't press charges over something this innocuous and this stupid. Like, like, what is what? What are they going to charge him for? Like, seriously, what? What? What is the safety issues? Is what I am seeing. Like Rosenhaus's argument was unacceptable behavior, player safety. They must be protected. This must become an example. Players are in danger because of things right, like this. What, but my question again is, what crime did he commit? Um, I think that if he pours beer on Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill is allowed to. I don't know. I, know that's, I probably can't advocate for. Yeah, you probably can't. Fans. You're right. Um, <laughs> but that would stop a lot of this stuff. It also would lead to, yeah. to mayhem. By the way, if this is the way it was. Um, Look, no, he should let it go. The, the NFL is dealing with it. The Patriots are dealing with it. And move on. You, you heard Clay say it. Tyreek, or you, know, you said I should say, Tyreek Hill's not upset about this, and he should. He really shouldn't be. Um, it's unacceptable fan behavior. The fans should never be allowed to ever come back to a game again. And Tyreek Hill should move on. No, they shouldn't press charges. There's no example to be made. We, look, this thing about, about behavior, and we know this, the 1% ruins it for the 99%. And the 90% of fans are great at games. There's the 1% that cuss at you, that throw beer at you, that chuck stuff at you. Those are the ones that always get the attention. This is not behavior that's typical of fans. And by pressing charges here, you're not really setting an example because most fans don't do this anyways. And, and the guys that are, that, that are going to do this, quite honestly – they're not going to care that someone got arrested about it because they're drunk already and they're going to throw beer on someone. And and the best part about this for a couple of things was one is they stopped selling beer at the end of the third quarter. That was three minutes left in the fourth quarter. So why does he still have a full beer? And why would you waste a double 15, fist in it, Jeff? Why would you waste a $15 beer to throw on a player? Like that's just, it seems a waste of money. Yeah. I mean, the whole deal is just eventually somebody's going to be a numbskull. Eventually, it's going to happen. It's heckling taken to another level. And in that situation, this fan's just totally angry because maybe the Patriots are about to lose this football game all of a sudden. Maybe he doesn't like Tyreek Hill, but I think it's more just this is football fan being football fan. Yeah, he's, not doing it because he's, he's not doing it because of Tyreek Hill's pass. Come on. 
No, yeah, no, I, I don't think so either. I'm just saying maybe he doesn't like oh. Tyreek Hill because Tyreek oh, Hill was torching the, the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because the Patriots typically are not very um, – they don't give a lot of praise to opponents, and they praise the Chiefs a lot after that game. Tom Brady, Tom Brady, like ran over to give to talk to Pat Mahomes afterwards after the game. Yeah, he did. Uh, the the Patriots defenders were talking about how they've never faced a player like Tyreek Hill before. They've never seen a guy that fast, that quick, um, and so. Uh, the there should be some respect there, at least on the field. Now, look, the fans, man, I, I'm just so indifferent to this because fans, there's drunk drunk behavior is going to happen. Should he throw a beer on them? Absolutely not. Should he never be, you know, should he be banned from a game? Absolutely. But that should be where this ends. I, what are you setting a precedent for, Drew? There's no, It doesn't happen very often. Um, yeah, I'm not sure again, what Rosenhaus is trying to, I don't know exactly like what, what like, they're what is attempting he, to accomplish here. I, I think he's trying to scare fans. Maybe he's trying to make this a thing about, like, he protects his players and he thinks he'll get more business because of this. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Guerra on three and two to Bellinger. Here's the pitch. Ground ball, base hit into right field. Machado's on his way home. Throw to the plate and the Dodgers will win it. They win it 2-1, to one, and the series is all even at two games apiece. Bellinger with the walk-off, smash to right. Machado scores, head first slide. The Dodgers win in 13. And now the NLCS is the best two out of three. Courtesy of Johnny Hustle himself, 13 innings, Cody Bellinger heroics. And the Dodgers tied it too. That's where we are, as well as the Red Sox getting an eight to two win as well. We're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios, hour number three of the Outkick the Coverage Radio program here on Fox Sports Radio across the country, across the world on FoxSportsRadio.com and via podcasts. However, you consume your media. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Hit up the website, visit Geico.com, get yourself a free rate. Quote, I'm Jason Martin, formerly the executive producer of this program. Jeff Schwartz, formerly an offensive lineman in the league, now a media personality. He's with me today. He's with me tomorrow. He's with me Monday. Clay Travis is in London this week in advance of Sunday's Titans-Chargers game. The fall football tour, he's part of it, is brought to you by Granger. Huddle up with Granger, America's trusted source for industrial supplies and safety products. Visit Granger.com for whatever you need. Whenever you need it, Granger for the ones who get it done. Game five is actually going to bump Clay Travis's television show, which he wouldn't have been on. Jason Whitlock is filling in for him this week on Lock It In. But game five of the NLCS is going to bump him or bump that show completely off. And it's two to two, just like Danny said it was. Not like Danny was going to predict the Dodgers were going to lose a baseball game. But there was some drama here. Machado scores the. The run there on the single, the walk-off from Cody Bellinger. And Machado's who everybody's talking about because of what happened at first base that led to a little bit of a bench-clearing brawl. He's trying to leg out a hit, and he kind of clips Aguilar's kind of, foot. Kind of clips it? Okay. I know he I know he clipped it. Do you think that was just straight-up dirty by Machado? Yes. yes. Um, and look. This was oh. Jeff as he was watching. Well, actually, I, that would be impossible as I was sleeping. Um, come on, Danny. You, you're, that's dirty. Come on. It's not uh, you, dirty. It's not? 
That no, the guy's foot was on first base. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, Jeff. Dude, he kicked him in the back of the heel, man. Come on, Danny. Jeff. Okay. Johnny really? said he was trying to step over him. Okay. His foot okay. Was on so, the back. so, so tonight, I don't even know who plays first for the Dodgers. Bellinger, right? So tonight, when when uh, when Ryan Braun gets a trying to leg out a single, I hope he kicks him in the back of the leg and see what happens. I'm just, asking, I'm just like that's. I mean, look, uh, you can say that it's not dirty, but why does no one else do it then? He's got to run through the bag. Yeah, I'm not sure what you want him to do in that case. He's got to run through the bag and the guy's leg is sticking out. What are you supposed to do? The guy's leg is sticking out. Everyone else manages to step over that guy's leg. Machado manages to kick him. Like I don't like here's the thing about this type of stuff, guys, is why does no one else do it all the time? We don't see we there were there were 2000 baseball games this year. This happened zero times and Machado just gets unlucky that it happens to him on national TV last night. Is is that what you're supposed to believe? This, we have 2,000 baseball games. Now, it doesn't happen at all. Wait, for and those then, just tuning in, Jeff is a Giants fan, which is very strange because Jeff is from Los Angeles. So I, I don't care. But, that. This is nothing to be me a Giants so fan. So are you serious? So if uh, if Buster Posey did this, you would have a problem with it? It would have changed the rule. Yes. It would have changed the rule. First. Yes, it also is correct, too. They would have changed the rule. Uh, yeah, I would have a problem with it. I have a problem. I talk about it on Twitter all the time. Like I like I think Madison Bumgarner is ridiculous for all his unwritten rule bull that he does. Like he should he shouldn't be doing that. Hey, okay, um, Jeff. Oh, I can't say Jeff, that. Let's slow down, no. there, Ace. You're not on satellite radio right yeah, now. Well, you are. Radio. No, no. Well, this you is are terrestrial, on terrestrial. There, yeah. Holmes. Well, we uh, are carried. I don't know. I don't we are know. carried I don't on know. satellite. I don't know what words I can and cannot say sometimes. On the, on I can tell you. Day. I can tell you. You can't uh, say that one. Okay. Well. Yeah. Um, I, wow. I was about, I was, I was about to get it's okay. fiery was, here. Is this about, Giants fan? I was, a, I was about to get bumped anyways at some point. I mean, muted at some point, whatever. Um, dumped at some point. Just Wait, no, no, Jeff, I, you're on timeout. Hang on, kill his microphone. Dave's Jeff's just on turn timeout. Your microphone off. Yeah, take a deep breath. He's on timeout right now. Uh, you probably didn't hear it, but Jeff used a really bad word for the radio. <laughs> what was it that was it that bad? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, no. I, I, I talk often about about Bumgarner doing that stuff too. Like, I, I don't think Bumgarner should be throwing at dudes all the time and staring guys down who hit home runs off of them. I'm fine with I, bat flipping all that look, stuff. The one I thing just, I'll say, Jeff, I had more of a problem with Machado reaching his arm out and trying to grab the leg of the second baseman two games ago. That to me was more egregious than I agree. Him stepping over or trying to at, at first base. So I, I don't see why you clear the benches over something like no, you, that. No, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't clear the benches for that. But you you can say it's a dirty play and also think the reaction is too Dirty is, is too, too strong of a word for that. That's not dirty in baseball. Machado That's, seems to play entitled baseball. He does. He and seems he's been, to he's play been playing like, like this the for rich a long guy time. that's never been told no. Right. None of know? us watched him that much play for the Orioles, right? No, we just no, saw no. highlights. Yeah, yeah right. we saw highlights of his home runs. That's what we saw. He's always played like this. He he did admit that hustling is not for him. Yeah, yeah he said he yeah, called Johnny, Johnny hustle. hustle instead of Charlie. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get the name right. Um, he said hustling is not for him. No, look, it's it's a dirty play, but it's not it's not egregious enough to to clear the benches. Baseball guys just can't wait to clear the benches. My favorite thing about about benches clearing, by the way, is the bullpen dudes that sprint full speed from <laughs> yeah. the bullpen, Instead just of going waiting, at each other, right? just yeah. waiting, for John Rocker style, yep. just waiting for a fight. Um, yeah, and they're not going to do anything. They get out there and no, then they, they fight ever. And then not, they ole. Not in that. Not in the 13th inning of a baseball game. <laughs> what is less violent, a baseball fight or, or an NBA fight? Uh, well, some NBA dudes try to throw down. Yeah. I would say I would very say few baseball. though. I mean, like yeah, Stephen yeah, Jackson yeah, will throw down MLB. Yeah. It, well, if we're talking Nolan Ryan, 
then then oh, yeah. yeah then Robin you got some, yeah, I mean so then, there was a t- there was a time when N- Rondor Door went, in, went into the stands to try to fight the fans so yeah that was a mouse in the palace that's true we haven't had that in baseball have we no yeah well you had to get ron artest out of the league and steven jackson out of the league and now all of a sudden you don't have that stuff anymore most nba fights are shows like they don't even want to touch each other correct they're fake it's like it's a fake tough guy stuff um yes no baseball they rarely throw punches um but I think you know. I think there's a time and a place. And look, and, and Machado might get thrown out tonight. Uh, it depends on how the umpires handle it before the game, and you know, there's a time and a place. I don't think you it. can do that in, an, in a championship series game. This ain't the regular season. Like the risk right. that well, you take by throwing at Machado, you can't do that. If well, you're it the depends Brewers. on what the umpires warn him before the game or not. If they say like, you know, if you throw at him, you're out of the game, then you obviously can't do that. Especially tonight, considering the the Brewers have to win tonight. I mean, if they don't, I mean, they don't have to win, but if they if they beat Kershaw tonight, it's another crushing defeat for the Dodgers um, with Kershaw, and then Brewers, you know, have to go back home and win one one game. So um, I don't think they would throw at him tonight. But if they get an opportunity in this in this championship series, I think they'll I think they'll try to do it at some point. Well, you know why they're not going to lose at home this afternoon. Because Danny Why and I are going to be there. Roberto's going to be in attendance. I'm going to be in attendance. The place is going to be rocking. Yeah, but you have you have playoff Clayton Kershaw though, so I, well, that is mm, overstated. Uh, that it really uh, is. He, Don, certainly, he certainly pitched uh, well against my guys. He did. Uh, Don Mattingly never had the bullpen to go to, so Kershaw's biggest problems in the playoffs came in the seventh inning, that dreaded seventh inning. Yeah. Up until that point, it's he... It's how Bumgarner didn't have that problem in the seventh inning yeah. very often. Yeah. Let's go down memory lane because <laughs> <laughs> Bumgarner hasn't looked like that for how many years? He, since, he, since he went At least off, Kershaw... Off, Kersh- he went dirt, yeah, dirt, dirt, dirt biking. Dirt, dirt biking. At least yeah. Kershaw has something left in the tank. And um, I was impressed. Uh, I was impressed with Bellinger especially making that catch that he oh, made. I that mean, was dude the, that was the difference in the game. T- I think he's been like, what, 10 times he's played right field? You know, and he's out there making that yeah. grab last talk, night? And talk about redemption. Go back to game three. You saw him almost go Bo Jackson on his bat. And, and yeah, he did. Yeah. He realized that his skinny leg probably couldn't do that, so he yeah. did the double hand throw down with the bat, and he was so frustrated. I felt happy for him last night, watching him in the outfield – and and look, he hasn't played that much in right field. So for a guy that's not that familiar with that position to make a play like that, did you see how much ground he covered? Yeah, and, no, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I mean, he he didn't. Need, I think he played eleven games. That's it. in right field during the regular and that, season. That was and he's Lorenzo out there Kane. That grab. Kane is capable of an inside the park home run. If that ball gets past right. a diving Bellinger, then we don't even need Bellinger's hit in the in you know extra right. innings. Because Man, that because the Brewers would have won that game without that diving catch. Real quick, like I don't. Here's a Kershaw thing. I'm gonna go back to this really quick. His his career his ERA in 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 the NLCS in in is five point two. Like I don't understand how you can how you can blame that on the seventh innings. Like you have to pitch you have to pitch longer than six innings. Sometimes I agree with Jeff. I, I'm tired of Kershaw's pulse. He's in. Yeah, but you're you're kind of negative though over there, Roberto. <laughs> I look. It's a true thing. Like, 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 but the Dodgers, like, like, the Dodgers' weakness, the Dodgers' weakness has always been their setup guys in the bullpen. Right, but, he, but Kershaw's a Hall of Fame talent. He should be able yeah, to throw you, you more than six ERA, innings in the playoffs. You can't have an ERA of two in the regular season and have an ERA of four in the postseason. I'm not look. I'm not saying that he's a world beater in the postseason. I'm just saying that everybody piles on him. But it's because they it's expect a fact. him to have. They expect I, him to. 
to have a two ERA in the postseason too. I get that, but he should have been pulled out of some of those games before he imploded. And when I, you don't have a bullpen to go to, that's why Mattingly stayed with him throughout those no, innings. I understand, but it, to my point again, though, like if you are that good of a pitcher, you should be able to, to face the third the third time through the order. I don't so know. Like, look, do you I, think I, it's, know his it's got to be something mental, right? Well, I think what happens is, and I've talked to some Dodger friends of mine that that are more in the know about Kershaw, is I think it's tough for him with his back because his back is not very good; it has you know issues. It's just I think it gets tired in the in the later part of the game. His herky jerky delivery, and, yeah, he has. and his and his ball comes. If you watch, and, and maybe tonight we can see if he makes it that long to the seventh or eighth inning, is his pitches become a lot flatter, especially his his slider and his curveball, and ends up that ends up being a problem more than anything else. I think is it's just his back gets tired, his pitches just quite aren't the same it's not I don't think it's a mental thing I think it's a physical thing he just gets tired um but he just gets a pass like I, yeah. I you know the, I don't think look, he gets a pass because uh, David Price has been worse than him yeah, well, in postseason we, I, play yeah, and David people Price don't yeah but people Price don't pile bad. people seem to ignore that and, and oh, they jump don't. all over yeah. well they, more more so than Clayton I just know that I saw a, a guy who writes who writes uh, a blog for the the San Francisco Giants write a post defending Clayton Kershaw after Game Two, and I was like, um, "Are you sure you want to go that direction?" Game Two is kind of rough. He had a catcher's interference, which is very odd, right? You know, catcher's interference rarely happens um, and whatnot. But I'm excited to watch tonight because it's going to be on late, and I might not watch terribly much of it. But um, I want to see Kershaw. Wait, no, no, no. The Dodgers game starts at oh, 2 p.m. Oh, they're on, early. on the West Coast. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're early. It's early. so yeah. weird. I was saying that to Clay wait, in the what, first hour. It's so why weird are they, that you why, got wait, a championship why, series why starting early, that early. Why are they the early game today? Because the, the Red Sox and the Astros are prime, prime time? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they gave the Astros a primetime game today. Because Bergman was crying. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Bergman's like a heel now, isn't he? He's he's turned heel. Yeah, yeah every he day, is. every day when I come in, Roberto is mumbling under his breath and and telling me how much he hates Bregman. Bregman's like his new enemy number one. He is a member. He's a member of the tribe, though. I can't hate him too much. <laughs> yeah. That, I, <laughs> what tribe are you talking about? Yeah, he's Jewish. Know. Okay. Oh. All right. Gotcha. I wasn't Why, sure what? if that's where you were going. I thought you might have been you meant Oregon or something like that. I no, just remember you to the clarify. tribe. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Yeah, he gets totally a pass. got you. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NBA started yesterday. LeBron plays his first game tomorrow. There's a sneaky, interesting matchup tonight between two teams that you probably shouldn't care about, but there's a reason to make you care about it. 10:30. Late tip tonight, Mavs at Suns. What that means is number one pick DeAndre Ayton against Luka Doncic, who if uh, I think it was Clay said he thought Ayton was going to be the star coming out of the draft, and I picked Doncic. And Danny, who was it that you picked? I remember we went around the horn and discussed it, and I know you didn't go with either one of our two guys. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I'm going to have to go back to the archives and, and look that up. I know I saved that clip. Well, glad that you glad that you were so staunch in your opinion that you actually remember who Man, that player was. Doesn't that seem like five years ago at this point? NBA draft. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a long time ago. Jeez. We've had a lot of uh, you know a lot of hot takes in between then and now. Yeah, I mean, there, there I, definitely I, have been. I, I, I barely uh, so, even remember those two were rookies. Yeah, well, they're playing their first games tonight, <laughs> so it's going to be it's going to be entertaining. So Boston gets a win last night. Over Philadelphia, Markel Fultz is who I'm paying attention to there. We know Simmons and Embiid are good. We know some of those role players and what they're going to do. 
But this team's going to rise and fall on whether or not Markel Fultz, the overall number one pick, you know, after he was traded from the Celtics or that pick was traded to the Sixers, if that dude can actually give them something. If they can't get offense from the point guard position, they're not going to be able to compete with Boston and they're not going to be able to compete with Toronto. Last night, Markel Fultz went two for seven, five points in 24 game minutes. Maybe it's going to be a gradual thing, but that is going to be the thing to watch if you're watching the Sixers. The other game was the Warriors against a Russell Westbrook-less Oklahoma City Thunder. And, okay, that that's uh, one thing. I heard Charles Barkley say something pretty interesting. Get your thoughts on this, Jeff. He said yesterday afternoon that the only team that can beat Golden State is Boston. Oh, the only team mean, that can beat Boston is Toronto, but that Boston has more overall talent than the Golden State Warriors. Um, real quickly, I just saw this pop on my Twitter feed. The fan, the fan who threw the beer on Tyreek Hill got charged with disorderly conduct and throwing an object at a sporting event. A summons. I'm not even sure he got charged with anything, but um, that's so that. Um, the only team that can beat Boston, you said, or Golden State? The only team that can beat Golden State is Boston. The only team that can beat Boston in the East is Toronto, and that Boston has more overall talent top to bottom than the Warriors. Uh, that might be fair, especially young talent. But we know this. Danny knows this. Roberto knows this. The Lakers are winning it all this year. Come on. Yeah, no, they're not. Yes. They're not even going to be a top. Yeah. They're not even going to be a Come top on. five seed this. in the West. LeBron is taking this back to L- no. He's take really your money to Vegas right now. Put he, some money down not. on the Lakers. He, he's come on. We're not winning. To what? Be the eight seed. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but oh, but, by the way, really quick, Michigan State in the house. I took Jaron Jackson Jr. as my pick. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. all right. Um, I don't look, Jason. I, I'll be honest, man. I, I didn't know the NBA had started last night until like two minutes before the first game. Um, I, I do agree that Boston has a lot, a lot of young talent, and they're back healthy this year. Which I think, I think Charles is right. Though top to bottom, Boston probably has more talent than the Warriors. Because remember, the Warriors bench is suspect. They spent all the money on, on obviously their, their, their superstars. But look, I just, I, I don't. I'd love to see the Celtics and the Warriors because the Celtics play really great defense. I think it'd be a fun challenge to see them have to play the Warriors in a seven-game series, and I think they can with that with that defense contend with them. But I can't pick against the Warriors until I see differently. No, me either. I think this will be KD's last season in Golden State as well. Yeah, I'd be and a I Laker think he next wants year. to win another ring. No, no, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Please they're calm all future, down. They're all future Lakers. <laughs> Everyone's a future Laker, man. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.